Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth, and in today's video we're going to be talking about they're great, but deal breakers. So, today I'm going to be talking about deal breakers. So, what is a deal breaker? Well, I would define a deal breaker as any quality that would disqualify somebody as a dating prospect. Okay, I'm going to say that again. A deal breaker is a quality that disqualifies someone as a dating prospect. Now, this is regardless of how many amazing and wonderful traits the person has. Sometimes we can find somebody who is absolutely amazing and you love them, you love spending time with them, everything is awesome, but there's this one deal breaker that you or they can't live with. And it's just something that you find unacceptable and you can't overlook it. I'm actually planning on doing a video on different types of deal breakers but in this video I'm gonna focus on an awesome email that I got from somebody who is dealing with a really really tough deal breaker so the woman is 29 years old and she just broke up with her boyfriend I'm gonna get right into this email it's great you guys are gonna really appreciate this one she does a good job of explaining everything. She says, So we broke up on Saturday after an argument about his drug and alcohol use. I said I was worried about his behavior, and then I became quite critical and nagging. He ended it saying that although a breakup wasn't what he wanted, he didn't think he was the right person for me because... The way he lives his life upsets me. So you can see right off the bat we're dealing with a big deal breaker. We're dealing with substance abuse. And the ironic thing about where she starts right off at is she's blaming herself on some level. She's saying that she's nagging him here. This isn't a situation where it's 50-50 where she's causing 50% of the problems, he's causing 50% of the problems. No, this is like, he's got a major issue, and we're going to talk about it, because we're going to get into details about it, but he has a major issue, and she's critical of a very realistic issue, and for good reason. So this is not you, okay? I'm talking to her right now. This is not you causing this problem. And some women tend to do that in these breakups. They put on more, they bear more of the issue than is really about them. So, um, the breakup was not your fault. I think it's a good sign that he's aware that his lifestyle is upsetting you. So he has at least some awareness of the problem. Let me get back into the email. 
She says, to give a background of this, we've discussed slash argued about his lifestyle before. He smokes a lot of pot, like, say, three times every day. He also drinks quite a lot outside of social situations. While he's in no way an alcoholic, it does sometimes worry me in combination with the pot. He admits himself that he has always used the pot to cope with everyday problems since he was young. So, I actually think that she is minimizing this guy's substance abuse issue. I don't see anything with smoking wrong with smoking pot every once in a while. We're dealing with somebody that is smoking multiple times a day, every day, and in her own words, drinks, quote-unquote, quite a lot outside of social situations. So she knows that this problem is bigger than she really wants to admit. And she may be in a little bit of denial here because she really cares about this guy. Um, but I think there's a good chance he is an alcoholic because he's using it so frequently to cope with things. We'll get into this some more. Um, but he is honest. I do like that he is honest about how he's using subs uh, substances to cope with his problems. I do like that. There's actually quite a bit that I liked about him and her. And they both handled this breakup, I think, really well, maturely like adults. So, she goes on to say, Sadly, he had a family member pass away less than a year ago, and he says that smoking helps him cope with that too. I honestly don't know whether my issues with all this is an overreaction or not. It's not. It is not. Let me reassure you. We're talking about a serious issue here. It is not. You're not... 17, 18 years old, hanging around smoking pot all the day, every day with your friends. You're close to 30. You're in a different stage of your life. He's close to 30. You are not overreacting to this. You went with your gut, and I really like that. Sometimes you have to go with your gut, and you're doing that. You know it's a problem. You've kind of been in denial about it. You're kind of minimizing stuff. You don't want to really see things the way they are because you really love this guy. And I'm going to... Um, get into more of their relationship in a second here. Um, she even says, I really couldn't care less if someone smokes pot sometimes, but it's the amount that he smokes and the way he re relies on it that worries me. Yes. Now, while I can certainly understand that losing a parent is definitely one of the hardest things you can go through in life. It's very painful, but he's been using the substances to deal with um, his problems and coping for a long time. And you even said that. So he has to start finding some healthy coping skills in order to have a healthy lifestyle. And I think he could be in real trouble here if he doesn't get this taken care of. Let me go on with the email. 
She says, I've been confused and stressed about how to deal with all of this and all throughout our relationship. At first, when I brought it up, my worries to him, I was very calm and nice. He acted, reacted well to this, and he even said he would try his best to change. Well, he reacted well because he seems to really genuinely care about you, and he knows he has a problem. He isn't totally oblivious or in denial, at least from what I can see here, because he, he is taking some responsibility for this. She goes on to say, I think he genuinely has tried to cut down, but found it difficult, and there hasn't really been a noticeable difference. In the past couple of months, I've been getting frustrated and snapping at him slash nagging him, which caused the arguments. I also feel I distanced myself from him a bit too, because his behavior made me unsure whether we have a future. You're doing a great job. You are really self-aware of the things that you're doing and how you're maybe sabotaging the relationship a little bit, but it's based on his very real issue. You are, you are right to distance yourself from somebody that is living this kind of lifestyle. Uh, you're scared because you know his behavior is unhealthy. She says, I always feel guilty about it, and obviously it contributed a lot to the breakup. Well, it sounds like you felt disconnected from him, and you didn't like how you were feeling, and over time it became more and more aware to you that something is going on within you, and yet you're really concerned about this. And I can't stress enough that you were right for feeling like this. She says, I've probably not painted a great picture of him as a boyfriend. However, while his lifestyle worries me, he was genuinely a great boyfriend in every other way. This is what makes the deal breaker so hard. I mean, listen to what she just said. He was genuinely a great boyfriend in every other way. Could she be overlooking some things? Probably, if he is really smoking and drinking that much. He could not be um, emotionally attuned to her if he's smoking or he's drinking. And maybe she's just overlooking them, those issues, because she cares about them so much. She says, He treated me like a princess. Always there for me. Kind fun, etc. Always made time for me, and when we weren't arguing about the above, we had a good time together. That's why I didn't want us to break up. I guess what I wanted was for us to talk things through and try and work it out. Well, when you say work it out, I think what you really mean is you wanted him to change. You wanted him to stop using the substances, or at least cut back to where it isn't controlling his lifestyle. I mean, it sounds like in many ways you had a great relationship with this guy, and that's why it's such a tough call to make this decision. But you know he has a substance abuse issue, and he's not dealing with it. So, 
She says, he texted me out of the blue yesterday, after a couple of days of no contact, saying he knows he might be making a mistake, but he knows his lifestyle choices will upset me. Um, he thinks I'm great, and he doesn't want to hurt me. Uh, so, in some ways, he's acting like a real adult, really mature. He's not trying to hurt her. Out, he knows, he kind of knows on some levels, level, that he's not right for her because of his smoking and his drinking. And he doesn't seem to want to give that up, unfortunately. She goes on to say, I didn't know whether to text back or what to say. I also don't even know why he texts me since he's just repeating what he said the night we broke up. Well, I think he texted you because he misses you. In the end, I wrote that I understood and I apologized for the part that I played in our breakup, being over-nagging or over-critical and nagging, etc. I don't know if sending this text was a mistake. In any case, he didn't reply, so obviously he didn't mean he changed his mind. I have not contacted him since. I don't think you have anything to apologize for. I don't think you were nagging or being critical. I mean, you're acting like an adult and you're trying to deal with a real issue and you're trying to get his attention. You're trying to get through to him to let him know how important this is to you. I wouldn't worry about sending that text message. Um, and like I said, I certainly don't think you needed to apologize. I wouldn't contact him. I suspect you guys aren't quite finished yet. I think th that he will contact you at some point in the future to get together and talk. We'll see. Um, let me continue with the email. She says... I accepted the breakup right away, said I understood, thanked him for the time that we had, and told him to take care, and I wished him happiness, and then left. I went to no contact immediately. She says, I slipped up by sending one text after I left that was just an excuse to contact, really, about photos um, that I wanted to send him. I've been through a breakup previously with someone else where I made every mistake under the sun. Calling, texting, begging, crying, etc. She's learned her lesson. I love that. She said, I felt like an idiot afterwards. I'm determined not to do the same thing. Plus, I am aware of the benefits of no contact. Good! You are listening. You are getting it. I'm really proud of you. I know it's really tough, but this girl is doing a really good job. I think you're doing a... I just can't stress that enough. I'm, I'm really proud of the way you're handling this breakup. She says, Do you think I have any chance of getting him back? And if so, what is the best way to go about it? I.e., continuing no contact. And if so, when would I break no contact if I don't hear from him? Well, it's interesting because you're saying, Do you have any chance of getting him back? But in this situation, it's not about anything that you did wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. You're nagging 
what you call nagging and being critical and criticizing or whatever, that's not the real issue here. You didn't do anything to feel bad about. He, he's got a substance abuse issue. It's not about you changing yourself and then him coming back to you. He's got to want to really work through this issue, go through whatever kind of substance programs are in your area, um, Alcoholics Anonymous or whatever is in your country, because I know this is outside of the United States. Um, so it's not really about the whole no contact thing. I, I mean, stick with no con no contact. Stick with no contact because he really, he ultimately knows he has to give up the substances to be with you. And he's not giving any indication that he wants to give them up right now. She says, I also wonder, out of curiosity, whether you think it was a mistake, if I think it was a mistake, for me to send the apology text to him, reply last night, I deliberately made sure it didn't sound like I was apologizing to win him back. I wrote, I know, blah, 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 this isn't important, you didn't do anything wrong. I think you went with your gut, trying to deal with a very real issue, and I think you're handling this well. So you don't, you don't need to contact him. Um, if he's really willing to work on this and get help first, first, I cannot stress this enough, ladies, in particular, because what happens with a lot of the ladies is that if they break up with a guy in this situation, the guy promises he'll change, promises he'll get therapy, doesn't get the therapy, and there now she's back with him going through this painful process again. So, one of the biggest things that you have to look for on if somebody has a substance abuse problem is if it's interfering with their functioning of life. In this case, it is. Because he has a from based on this email, a fairly good relationship that the substance is interfering with it to the point where she knows she has to leave because you're dealing with a real deal breaker here. It can be really tough. This is a valid concern because the bottom line is you're not 17 years old hanging out smoking pot with your buddies. You're almost 30 years old, and this is a real relationship that you're wanting to see if there's a real future in. That means marriage, kids, and the last thing that you need is somebody that has a real substance abuse problem when you're pregnant and you're going through pregnancy, or you have a kid, or three years later you have two kids, or five years later, or whatever. You don't want to be dealing with that. You can't. You're going to need a partner. You need somebody that's going to be there for you no matter what and be prepared to work with you by your side to help raise these kids and to be there for a family. And the bottom line is that if somebody has an addiction, the addiction always comes first. That's what happens. The addiction comes before even their well-being, if you think about it. 
and until they have that addiction really under control and to be honest with you a lot of times they might struggle with addiction for the rest of their life and you have to accept that's a real possibility so know that going into the relationship so take a look at my video choosing a good partner where I talk extensively about that um, you need somebody who's emotionally ready and available to be in a healthy relationship with unfortunately despite all of his great qualities he's not that he's not there not at that point yet and you can't put your life on hold for him if he is not willing to get help for himself don't take it personally don't feel like you weren't good enough to make him work on himself. One of the things that I wonder is if you have a parent that has a substance abuse issue and unconsciously you felt like growing up that your parent didn't love you enough to deal with their substance abuse issue. I'm not sure, but I know you're watching this video and a lot of you guys are watching this video dealing with a substance abuse issue or have a partner that is. And you need to really take a look at that. If you had a caregiver that had a substance abuse issue, you might be saying to yourself, or in your childhood you may have been saying, why doesn't my mom or dad love me enough to stop doing this alcohol or drugs or whatever it is that they're addicted to? And now, as an adult, you found somebody to hurt you in the same way. Why won't my partner love me enough to stop with the drugs, stop drinking? And so now you've found somebody to reopen those childhood wounds. So take a look at that if that's going on with you. So, as I said, don't contact him. If he messages you, Simply say something like, I really care about you, but unless you're really ready to deal with your substance issues, I have to move on and I wish you the best. Um, if he wants to meet with you and sit down and talk, I don't see anything wrong with doing that. He sounds like he's been acting like an adult. And you could just lay the cards on the table and tell him where you're at and say, this is a deal breaker. And I'm not asking you to give it up for me. You need to want it for yourself. And see what he does with that. Uh, oh, I don't think I read that part of the... Somehow I may have missed this part of the email. Oh, I, I don't know if I said this earlier. I may have skipped it. But she said, also, as an aside, a friend of a friend has asked me to go on a date with him next week. I don't know whether dating this soon would be a good idea or not. I feel guilty at the thought of it. Just wondering if you had any opinions on this. Yes, I do. Um, I would say to you, go on the date. You don't have to jump into anything, and I wouldn't recommend jumping into anything new. But I would say go on the date. Nothing wrong with going out and just having a fun evening and having a good time. You have to move on with your life. You have to assume 
that he's not going to change his mind and he's not going to deal with the issue and the deal breaker is still going to be on the table no matter what. So, I know you really care about this guy. Like I said, you don't have to, you know, jump into something new with somebody else. I wouldn't think that it would be right for you. Take some time. But going out and having a good time one night, there's nothing wrong with that. It's going to help you um, deal with the breakup and move on easier. Just a quick side note for you guys. You see how in some ways breakups can be can be easier for women because she just broke up with this guy and she's already got a guy showing interest in her interest in her and for a guy it's like if if we go through a breakup it's usually more painful because we don't have women knocking on our door chasing after us and oh he's available I gotta call him that just doesn't happen for us. Even the really good-looking guys with a lot of money, even those guys are like, hmm. So, if you like my video, put a like on there, and make sure you subscribe to the channel. I post mo uh, videos Monday through Friday. And when you want to get my help personally, go to my website, AskCraig.net, and sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I'm Craig Kenneth. And I will talk with you soon.